Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. Welcome to another edition of Student Minister Matters. I'm Dan Carson, and I'm here with Chris Vines. What's up, guys? Well, on today's podcast, we're going to be talking with our friend Jimmy Brock. Jimmy is the director for the Association of Baptist Students at Southern Arkansas University in Magnolia. And we're excited to have him on and talk about his ministry there, as well as the importance of college ministry. But before we do that, I want to thank our podcast partner, Central Baptist College of Conway, Arkansas. Central Baptist College is a great place for you to send your students. If they're looking for that next step in their educational journey, let me encourage you to send them to cbc.edu. They can set up a, um, a visit and they can do that virtually or in person. Uh, they've just recently had a stampede, which is what they call their preview day. They had a lot of people show up. I would encourage you to, to get on campus so that you can meet some of the staff and some of the people there. Maybe you're trying to finish a degree. Let me encourage you to check them out. You can also find more information about that at cbc.edu. It's been a weird few years. And during that time, a lot of people have changed ministries of where they have been and where they're at. And our guest is one of those guys. He was the youth pastor at Farley Street Baptist Church in Waxahachie, Texas. I hope I spit that out correctly. Um, he was there for four years. Um, he's married, he's got two kids. Jimmy, we are thrilled that you're on the podcast with us. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Well, Jimmy, you know, I want our listeners to get to know you. So just right out of the gate, talk about um, your your role. What, what do you do there at SAU? Yeah, I am the director of a ministry called the Association of Baptist Students, which uh, is supported by 25 churches, BMA churches here in Magnolia. And uh, I am basically, I'm a campus ministry, so I'm not on staff at a church. I, we are supported by the church. So we don't replace the church. We come alongside the church or supported by the church. And uh, yeah, I minister to college students. And so we have a building right there on the campus, right next to the nursing building there at uh, SAU. And yeah, so we just, we minister to college students. Chris, back in the day when you were in college, were you involved in any sort of college ministry? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If they had a ping pong table, I was there. Nice. Nice. Ping but pong. yeah, we were, I was a part of what was the old ABS in Conway. It, when I came to Conway, it had uh, essentially been uh, adopted as the college ministry of Antioch Baptist Church and they called it perspective. And, uh, and so I was a part of that my whole time during college. Well, for me, college ministry began even before I got to college. And that's one of the the nice things about some of the ABS chapters is they try to reach out to some of those students that are seniors and juniors in high school that are about to make that transition. And for me, I was involved with the Association of Baptist Students at Fayetteville um, with the University of Arkansas and Warren Degas. And so I'd go to Bible studies. I went on some trips with those guys. And as I've mentioned before on the podcast, I, I can't believe my parents just let me run off with a bunch of college students 
while I was still in high school. But, you know, it was a different era. I mean, we're talking the late 80s before before you guys were walking around on this planet is the problem. <laughs> you guys still wearing tie-dye headbands then? Uh, only on certain occasions. So, <laughs> Well, Jimmy, again, we're thrilled that you're on the podcast with us. Um, and I'm excited about your ministry there. Um, you took on that role during the midst, really kind of the middle of all of this pandemic stuff. Things change. And as they change for a lot of people, uh, but I would love for our people to get to know you a little bit better. They've had that opportunity meeting you at the SOAR conference, at other places. In fact, I know that you're involved uh, with some of the leadership and some of the choices that are being made with our small groups, our breakout groups at SOAR this year. I'm excited about that. Um, but let's start way back. Um, when did you accept Christ? What did that look like for you? Yeah, I accepted Christ when I was in youth group, and I think that's what drew me to youth ministry. That's where I, I got my start in ministry, but I was in youth group. I, our group went to a, a conference a lot like SOAR in Louisiana. I grew up in Louisiana. We went to a conference called YEC, which is Youth Evangelism Celebration or Conference, whatever you want to call it, and it was in Alexandria, Louisiana, uh, and think, you know, we're, we're in this Coliseum, 7,000 students, you know, worshiping and everything. And all this is somewhat new to me. The gospel's presented and, uh, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but the buddy of mine next to me, we both accepted Christ at the same time. Um, and that was the first time I understood the gospel. It was the first time that I understood my sin. Uh, we went forth, me and, me and my, uh, my friend and my youth pastor and uh, my youth pastor counseled me through it and everything. And I had kind of been in and out of church uh, mm. a lot in my life. And um, so I had a little bit of a concept of the Bible, of of God, of heaven and hell, but I just, I didn't understand the gospel and it was at that conference. And that's why I love the SOAR conference because I think it's doing the same thing for students. And uh, that's where I heard the gospel, accepted, surrendered my life to uh, Christ. And um, my life has been changed uh, ever since. But it was in that it was in youth ministry, and and I, that's just so special to me, and so that's why I'm excited to be here with you guys on the podcast. So you mentioned the youth pastor. Uh, was there mm -hmm. somebody during those years? Maybe it was the youth pastor. Maybe it was one of the adult um, volunteers uh, that really invested in you. Yeah, absolutely. I had a youth pastor named Joe, and uh, you know we were a youth group of about four people, and uh, we would meet in our room. and And uh, let me tell you, I loved youth group. I couldn't wait to get there. And even into high school, and I was driving and stuff, I'd always make it to youth group. Joe uh, was not the best speaker. He wasn't the most organized. He didn't have the biggest program or the the brightest lights or, or production or any of that. Any of that, like he didn't have to be. But he did walk alongside me. He, he, he took me under his wing. We had a lot of one-on-one -on -one conversations, and he just invested in me, and um, he made me feel welcome there at the church. And so that had a tremendous impact on me, walking me through uh, what certain things mean um, instead of brushing by them. And uh, he, he made sure that we understood before we moved on to something else. And so, uh, yeah, I had, I had Joe as my youth pastor walk with me during those years. I love that. And I think what I love so much about that is, you know, you mentioned a youth group of four. Yes. <laughs> and that, so many of our, our listeners and so many churches out there, that's what it looks like. Those are the churches that we have. So I just want to, you know, maybe fast forward just a couple of years. I don't know exactly when, but 
uh, we we operate under this understanding that God calls young men to to serve as pastors and leaders within the church. Uh, what did that look like for you? So I went to my youth pastor Joe, and and God had laid something on my heart. And of course, you know, right after this, so I was saved in ninth grade. Right after that, I was on fire for the Lord and everything. A couple years later, I went to my youth pastor and said, "I just believe that God." wants us to do some some event for everyone in our parish. Now I'm from Louisiana. We have parishes. You guys have counties. And so basically the county. And okay. um, I just had to clarify that, you know. <laughs> Are you Catholic? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, I, told, I told Joe, I said, hey, I, I think we should do something for our parish. And uh, maybe like a revival for youth or something like that, like an event uh, for all of us to come together so that we can preach the gospel. And he laughed at me and I was like, well, that's not the response that I was hoping for, you know, for my youth pastor. And he said, no, listen, the reason I'm laughing is because me and another youth pastor, we've been talking about that for years and nothing's ever happened of it. So let's just pray about it. And then we'll come back and we'll talk about it later. And so we did. We went on our way. A couple of weeks later, we came back together and um, we said, OK, if we're going to do this, let's do it. But he said, I think this needs to be a youth led youth revival. And I think you need to preach one of the nights. <laughs> and I in my head am thinking, absolutely not. But I'll go and pray about it is what I told him. I'll pray <laughs> about it. Um, I was mowing yards as a summer job. Okay. And I had my portable CD player. Okay. You guys know what that is? A portable CD player in my pocket as I'm mowing yards in the summer. And I believe God is giving me a message, giving me scripture on my heart and basically impressing on me. This is something I want you to do, even though I'd already made it up into my mind that I was not going to do this. So word gets out that we're wanting to do this event. It's an old school tent revival by the old Sonic in Winfield, Louisiana. Okay. So we get a tent donated. We get a, a trailer, you know, as a stage donated, we get a generator donated. Um, everything's coming together. We're putting together flyers. We're, you know, it's going to be youth led. It's going to be a three night revival. I'm preaching the second night. And let me tell you, um, I'm so nervous. Like I am not a public speaker. I've always had speech problems and, and all this kind of stuff. I, I couldn't even stand in front of my class and give like an oral book report. Like I'd get so nervous and clammy and all this kind of stuff. But uh, the second night of the revival I'm preaching, I don't remember what I said. I remember I gave my testimony. I gave something that I thought was supposed to be an invitation. I don't know. And that night of the revival, I'm telling you, I mean, person after person was coming up to the altar, praying, crying. A few people accepted Christ. My pastor was there. My mom was there, um, hugged me around my neck. And basically my pastor said, I think you have a call to ministry, but that's between you and God. I just believe whatever God did with you tonight, that you're supposed to do this for the rest of your life. This was my pastor, my senior pastor, not my youth pastor. And God moved that night. And I'm telling you, it was the first time that I was used by the Holy Spirit in that moment. And, um, you know, it wasn't in this uh, experience that I accepted a call to ministry. But later on, just praying through it, God affirmed over and over through, uh, you know, godly counsel, my youth pastor, my pastor, through just reading the scripture and praying. I just knew that God was calling me to ministry. That's great. I, I love the story. <laughs> I, 
I, I do have questions. Um, <laughs> so you call them parishes? Parish, yeah. In, in parish in uh, Louisiana, okay. Instead of, <laughs> instead of county. Yeah, so I lived in Wynn Parish, not Wynn County. Okay. And yes. so the follow-up question is, if you're from Louisiana, does that mean you're an LSU fan? I'm absolutely an LSU fan. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> well, for our listeners, we're based in Arkansas. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's, I, so then, I, live, I live in Arkansas right now in Magnolia, yeah. and there are a ton of Arkansas fans here. <laughs> well, anyway. Is, well, the, is, the, is the podcast over? <laughs> yeah, the podcast is over. Now? Shut down. It's over. No, no. <laughs> Well, listen, Jimmy, um, you know, you're, you're involved in the ministry there at, at SAU. Uh, you've been working in student ministry before that, um, but now you're working with college students. And so mm-hmm. I'm sure that, that God has shown you some things and that you've learned some things over this last, last little bit about why it's important. You know, why do we do college ministry and why should we continue that type of thing? And so uh, let, let's just kind of start there. What why is it important that we have campus ministries like the Association of Baptist mm. Students? Well, first thing that comes to my mind is 2 Timothy 2.2, 2, uh, which says, uh, And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, and trust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also, right? It's that discipleship model. It's uh, investing in the next generation, right? Um, I have a heart for discipleship. And, and let me tell you, college students are in that stage of life where they need to be discipled. You know, I know high schoolers need it, junior high children need it, but I'm telling you college students really need to be invested in and discipled. And so there's a call there, right? Um, to, to make disciples, to invest in them. Because, I mean, if you think about it, they are in a season of making decisions. They're making decisions of what they're going to do with the rest of their life. They're making decisions of who they're going to marry, what they what they believe and what they're going to believe, uh, what their priorities are going to be. And so to be able to walk with them through that process um, is so important to help them to make decisions based on the gospel. And so I love what I get to do with college students because it's such a strategic um, time in their life to to disciple a, a student. You know, I, I know that SAU is in, in Magnolia, and before the podcast started recording, we talked a little bit about the, the bubble that is Magnolia and the bubble that mm-hmm. is SAU. But it is different than, than maybe the surrounding community, or maybe it's, it's definitely different from where I'm at. I'm in northwest Arkansas in Fayetteville, which has a, we're the second largest city in the state, and we have a student population of about 27,000 at the University of Arkansas. So it looks a little bit different, I'm sure, than, than the ministry that, that you're doing there. Can you kind of describe what it's like? Um, because I know you moved from the Metroplex. You were in Waxahachie, Texas, which mm-hmm. is right outside the Dallas-Fort Worth area. How is that different? What is it like being in Magnolia and being at a, a smaller university? Yeah, it's, you know, for nine years, I was on staff at a church. So that's the first biggest difference is going from being on staff at a church, leading a ministry there, being on a team to to now at the ABS. I'm kind of working by myself as the director. And so uh, you do a lot of things on your own. It's, it's way different. Magnolia is a small town. And we're used to being, like you said, in Dallas, 
but that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, there's always something going on here, especially on the college campus. And, uh, you know, I'm able to walk on campus and, and go, you know, go to Starbucks or go to Chick-fil-A or whatever it is they have on campus and hang out with, with students. And, um, our building being so close to campus, we have students that come over to our building and, and get to hang out in, in our space. I mean, we want our building to be used. That is for the college students. And so, yeah, we have ping pong, we have a basketball goal, we have an Xbox in there. Like we have free food, you know, snacks or whatever. If they just want a coffee break and come get free coffee and then go back to class, they can do that. So uh, it is different. It is a big difference from being on staff at a church, being with a team, working together to actually being the person in charge. But we just try to keep ministry simple. That's what we try to do. Well, you you mentioned it, discipleship, and discipleship isn't isn't a complicated process, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you're a fan, or at least last time that we spoke, you're a fan of of uh, replicate ministry that from Robbie Gallaty and and Chris Swain. How are you going about the discipleship process there with your students? What does that look like? So we're building up to it. Um, okay, this is my first year being here, and I didn't want to jump in and do everything all at once. Uh, I've got to get buy-in from the students. And so this year, my goal and my word for the year, my ministry word for the year is relationship. My goal this year is to build relationships and build trust with these students, uh, make a few memories and just get to know them, for them to get to know uh, me and my wife and buy into us before they buy into what we're trying to do. And so um, we're focusing on heavily on relationships, having them in our house every week, feed, having a lot of meals together. Uh, as a matter of fact, in, in March, we're going to go to Tim Hawkins and West Monroe. Um, so we're, we're doing a lot of those types of things. Next year, my word for the year is discipleship. That's where we'll move into, okay, we're going to get more intentional about reading the word together and having accountability. And if you're familiar with Replicate, we're not going to do anything different outside of those discipleship groups. So we're still going to be memorizing scripture together. We're still going to be have accountability questions. We'll be on a reading plan together, men with men, women with women. And we're, we're just going to dive in and, and do that. But we haven't started that yet, but we're getting there. The old adage is that people don't care what you know until they know that you care. That's and right. That's definitely true with college students. They're looking mm-hmm. for real authentic relationships with, that's right. with the adults that are in their lives. And you know, if you just, you're there for a year and then gone, they'll go, okay, he was just, you know, he's not real. <laughs> that's that's what they're looking that's for. Right. And so, that's right. well, you know, you mentioned the small town, you mentioned the differences. Um, what do you think are some of the, the challenges that the college students that go to Magnolia, that go to Southern Arkansas University, what are they facing now? You know, I always say that the freshman year is the most important. Um, that's where they're going to make a decision of what, which group that they're going to jump into and belong to. And so if you think about it, if a Christian student comes to college and they don't make church a priority or they don't make campus ministry a priority, they might make a fraternity or sorority a priority, or they may join this club over here, or they may get involved with athletics. If, if a freshman doesn't take the time to to prioritize their faith, then something else will come along and sweep them away. Mm. And so I think their freshman year is so important for them to get plugged in and connected. And my challenge to to youth leaders is that they walk with them in that process and and hand them off well. Uh, 
but a lot of times we end up dropping the baton, right? We've heard the statistic, you know, that about, and this is according to Lifeway Research, that about 66% of, of students are walking away from the faith as they move into young adulthood. It's, this is the season of making decisions on their own. And we cannot stop discipleship when they graduate from high school, you know, and uh, we've got to start handing them off. Well, college ministry in a lot of, in a lot of ways is the waterfall. So like, if you think about your discipleship process from children's to youth, to senior adults, as a river, you're going through the process, you're, you're, you funneling, you, you have a great strategy for children's, you have a great strategy for your middle school, high school, college ministry and young adults almost as the waterfall that drops off. And um, that was for me, I wish I would have placed more importance on handing off the baton, walking them, still discipling them and walking them through into the next uh, stage into college or or even to a trade or whatever they're going to do. But I think that's a challenge for them that, okay, you're graduated, you're on your own. Um, and we've, we've got to be, we've got to walk with them through that. Chris, how have you done that over the years? Yeah, that's a great, uh, <clears throat> just a great word from Jimmy. And, um, and I think one that's needed it, the way that I've done, it, it's been imperfect, but it, yeah. it's something that I have, I have thought about. In fact, I wanted to ask Jimmy uh, a question specific to that, but let me first just answer your question, Dan. I mean, the way that I've done that in the past is as I have kids graduate from student ministry <clears throat> and I know that they're going to be going to college in a particular place, I first think about who I know in that place. Um, mm. What first leaders do I know? Uh, do we have a college ministry present there? Um, if so, um, who's the director? Uh, do I know them? How can I get in contact with them? And, uh, and normally it's just a phone call um, with, to whoever that person is. And just say, hey, I've got these kids that are coming in. They're going to be on your campus. Um, I'd like to pass along information so that you can, you know, reach out to them and, you know, and, and try to get them plugged in and that kind of thing. Uh, there's also been times where I've I've tried to, depending on how far away or, you know, the students are going, I'll, I'll try to make a point to to drive over to that college uh, on a particular night and um, and and go with them to to a ministry, but that, that's, that's harder. It's, it's, it's harder to do just because of schedules and things like that. Yeah. A lot of times yeah. the ministries are happening when you're doing ministry as well, but um, trying to just trying to hand off in that way. But that was going to be my question to Jimmy is, you know, you know, Jimmy, you're about an hour down the road from me. You're, you're new and I haven't had uh, anybody really graduate yet to go to SAU, but I will. And so I'm curious, you know, what advice would you give to, to myself and to other youth pastors who have students that are going to be going to your college or to another university? Mm -hmm. You know, how, how can we hand those students off well to you? Is it a phone call? Is it more than that? What would you say? Sure. So I think we're in two groups here. Um, you have college, you have graduates, from high school that are either going to stay at your church or that are going to move off to college. Yeah. And for those staying at your church, you need to provide them a space that's for them. Right. Um, a lot of times we throw them into the young adult ministry or whatever, and that can be awkward and they can feel like they're not important. I think college students need their own space. As far as those that are going to a college, um, a lot of youth pastors don't think about this, but they can actually go with their student on a campus visit. And then while they're on the campus visit, hey, let's visit a church while we're here. Mm -hmm. 
And let me try to get you connected to a good church that that maybe you know about or you know a pastor there or something, or you know a campus ministry like ABS. Hey, I'll, I'll go with you to this campus visit, but I really want you to meet you know Jimmy or I really want you to meet uh, Stuart or what, whoever it is and uh, walk them over to the building, uh, schedule it ahead of time, get a tour of the building, meet meet that um, d- that director or that minister that's there. And, and really try to make it as easy as possible for them to get connected. Uh, even go with them to visit on a, on a worship night. So we, we meet on Monday nights. So if you brought your students on a Monday night, we'd love that. And they can see what we're all about and they can see the ministry in motion and, and everything that's happening. And so just trying to make it easier on them as they transition over. But a lot of times you kind of have to walk with them and you have to, uh, because if they come on their own and they do a campus visit, more than likely they're not going to come and talk to me on their own, right? They're not going to come seek me out. But if you go with them um, or even if you tell their parent that and they really want the, them to get connected just to kind of make sure that that connection happens. No, that's, that's good, man. You know, and, and like, I think, I think a lot of, I like the way you, you uh, split those two groups up because we do have some that are going to stay a part of our church and, you know, mm-hmm. ultimately, and I, and you said this earlier, you know, ultimately we don't want students college students to just get invested in an ABS or some kind of campus ministry. We ultimately want them to be connected to the local church. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's, you know, one of your tasks, uh, big task as college ministry is helping students, you know, find their place. And, and as they work through all those decisions that you've, you've mentioned, but also ultimately to get them connected into a, you know, a vibrant, faithful local church. And, uh, you know, in some, some cases, like we have to think, all right, is it, is it best for me to connect my student, this student to a college ministry or to a church? And, mm. um, and the answer to that, uh, you know, as much as I love you, Jimmy, as much as I love the ABS, the answer to that is yeah. the church, right? Uh, yes. But that's where, that's where our relationship with, with guys like you uh, becomes sweet because you know the area better than, than we do. And, mm-hmm. and, and we, we can hand off our, our students to you and knowing that they're going to be discipled along the way, but also that your intention is not just to recreate youth group for them for the next four years, but ultimately to move them in a, in a, uh, a positive direction toward the local church. And so, man, I, I appreciate you, you know, sharing yeah. all those, cause there's some of those that I, I hadn't even thought about before, uh, as far as like mm-hmm. going on a campus visit specifically, yeah. Um, in that way and, and scheduling that ahead of time. That's, that's great advice. Yeah. And I a hundred percent agree with you that the, the emphasis is on the local church, them to get involved with there first. And the very first meeting of the year, I tell our students that they need to be involved in the church, that there's 25 of them that support us and we can get them connected. I would rather them first connect to a church and then come connect with us, right? That we're not trying to replace the church in any way. Because we're not multi generational, it's there's something valuable in college mm, students yeah. being part of a multi generational church, and we can't offer that to them at ABS. We're a one generational church. We're we're just we're Generation Z, you know, uh, yeah. ministry. So we want them to connect with a multi generational church. Yeah, that's a great. That's great, you know, and and man, it encourages me. I mean, one, you know, you're a friend of mine. Uh, I don't care what people say. I, I do kind of like you, and you know. <laughs> Like, it's just good to hear that perspective because I, mean, I think we can, again, not not trashing anybody, but 
you know, not every college ministry has that perspective. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and not everybody places that much importance on the local church. And, and even those who do don't understand or don't even articulate what you just did in terms of yeah. the generations and why we need one another. And, and so, um, I think, I think one thing that's really cool about your position that I've, I've, I've always appreciated, um, and that one that I know you're, you're experiencing now firsthand is the fact that you're a missionary on that campus, you know, mm-hmm. um, in that local area. And we don't often use that term. We, I mean, you're, you're the, the direct, the director, but you're the local mm-hmm. missionary for those 25 churches to that particular college, that university. And that's a, that comes with a, a completely different perspective than what, uh, than what most people have, uh, when it comes to, st- uh, college ministry. And that's, that's one reason why I've always loved ABS and how it's, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, part of a local association of churches. I love that, that phraseology, we'll call it that, of that is a local missionary there on that campus. I think about Stuart Estes, who is up at the University of Arkansas. He is our missionary on that campus. Um, the other ABS directors that we have around the country, they are missionaries. They are trying to bring the gospel and see disciples be made on those mm-hmm. campuses. And mm-hmm. so, man, I, I appreciate so much uh, some of the things you've shared today, Jimmy. I, I do have kind of a follow-up. Um, what are some things that you do to encourage that connection? I know that you mentioned it at the very beginning that mm-hmm. they need to be involved in a church, but are there any things that you do within your ministry that point those students that direction? You know, one of the best things I could do is to connect with the church as myself. Mm, yeah. um, if I know the church very well and I know the pastor and the ministers there very well, it's easier for me to connect students to them. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I, I, I have a core group of students who are involved in the churches. And if I have new students come in that aren't going to church anywhere, I like to connect them to that friend group. They're way more likely to go with a friend to church yep. than to go with me to church, right? Oh, yeah. And so connecting students with students and having that accountability. And this is going to come into discipleship groups. It all comes back to discipleship. Yeah. If we're in <laughs> discipleship groups, right, I'm keeping them accountable and I'm asking them, hey, wh- how was church on Sunday? What was the sermon about? Did you go? Did you wake up in time? Hey, I'm going to come pick you up, you know, or something like that. Like accountability matters. And, you know, so, so through discipleship groups, through just student, student connection for me, connecting with local churches. Another thing I've done is so on Tuesday night, I have a home group where I have all the college in my home. We play games. I feed them. We just, it's a fellowship night. Like there's no, um, Bible study or anything. It's just us getting to know each other, sharing a meal together. One of the home group nights, we actually met at a local church and we said, Hey, we're going to be over here at Antioch East uh, Baptist Church tonight. And we're going to, we're going to play games over there. We're going to eat over there. Um, and we played pickleball. I mean, we, we played, uh, you know, I don't know if I can say this on the podcast, but murder in the dark. We played, uh, we, <laughs> we played sardines, you know, we, we went and had fun and we did it at a local church, making the connection. Hey, you've already been there. You know, friends that go there. It makes it much easier for you to show up a second time there. Yeah, it does. It does. Mm-hmm. All of those connections are fantastic. I know that, that Chris and I definitely have fallen into that camp of the local church is, is a priority. And I'm so happy to, to hear that same 
approach and mentality as, as you see and, and meet students and understand that that's what it's about. It's about the church and it's about us pointing students there to where they can be a part of something more than just a one generation, you know, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's I love, right. I love our, we have intergenerational home groups or life groups at, at Calvary. Mm-hmm. And I loved seeing my daughter when she was in high school, talking to the 80 year old woman about her teenage years and, and they just loved on one another and shared. And that's something you're not going to get if you just have a youth group, I mean, as in yep. a youth small group. And so there are places for that, definitely. Uh, but having those intergenerational moments are, are vital. Well, Chris, as we wrap up, do you have any other questions for Jimmy as we talk about college ministry? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I love, I love Jimmy. I love talking about college ministry. I've got a ton of questions, but as soon as I start asking them, man, we'll be at the 50 minute mark. And uh, I would rather just invite Jimmy back and have a whole nother conversation in the future. Cause I think, I think there's a lot, a lot left uh, on the table to, to talk about, but just uh, suffice it to say that Jimmy, I, I love you, man. I appreciate you. And uh, I'm thankful for the work that you do. Um, I know that just like in any area of ministry, I, I'm sure that there's, there's some times of loneliness when you feel like you're kind of on an Island, especially as you've already alluded to, you're the, the solo director and not on a, a church staff anymore and encourage you, man, that if you ever need anything, uh, reach out, love to pray with you, uh, take you to lunch, whatever it is. I mean, um, but thankful for you. Jimmy, um, if someone wants to contact you, maybe they've got a student that's headed to SAU and they'd like to get connected and what's the best way for them to do that? Look, they can look me up on Facebook. They can find me on Instagram. A lot of people do that. You can even find our page, our ABS at SAU page, uh, and kind of see what's going on there. Or you can just email me at jimmy.brock21 at gmail.com. I'd love to connect with anybody, especially if you have students going to SAU. I'd love to um, I'd love to connect with, with you or your student and, and just know that this is an option for you, right? And I think that's another challenge to the youth pastor out there. Let your students know that this is an option when you send your kids off to college. Because um, a lot of students don't know. It's so funny watching the freshmen come in during their orientation. They have no idea that that uh, that campus ministry is a thing. They think we're all the same ministry. Like there's just one big <laughs> campus ministry. They, they don't know that there's all these different ones and we do different things during the week. And, and to be honest, it's just, if you get connected to enough campus ministries, you can have free meals every night of the week. So I just think that's worth it right there. <laughs> free food, baby. That's free right. Food. That's yeah. right. That's, <laughs> well, Jimmy, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I know that Jimmy is also open. If you have any questions for him about college ministry in general, um, about ways that you can help encourage your students uh, to end up at a place like ABS or wherever they're headed, looking to make Christ a priority during those college years, reach out to Jimmy. Again, we're just thankful for him. Well, I want to wrap up by just saying, keep listening, keep sharing, review the podcast, let others know about us. We'd love for us to, to have that opportunity to connect with you. You can reach us at info at studentministrymatters.com, or you can find out more information at our website at studentministrymatters.com. Till next time, have a great week. And remember that student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. 
Get Connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.